Live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios, this is Wisconsin's Morning News. Here's your host, Vince Petrano. This story has so many tentacles to it, if you will. A lot of different directions it can go, and I'll be interested to see where folks take it on the Old National Bank talk and text line, which is 855-616-1620, Old National Bank. Get old. Just a lot of different reactions that you could have to this. We're talking about the public address announcer who at your local sporting event, particularly if you're in the high school gym somewhere, I don't know. Everybody does PA differently. I've done PA before. I did it in high school, did it in college. even filled in a couple times for Marquette like 20 years ago. And you're the public address announcer, and now my outside of the starting lineups where you can get a little saucy, you know, you want to get people excited. Rev it up a little bit. If I were to get called upon to go back to Tosa East and do PA for a game or in Greendale where I live right now, I would say to you, Eric, if you were there and barely noticed me, I probably did my job. Right. I'm just PA. Okay, guy. so you don't you don't want to be getting into yeah. into the way of people as they're yeah, watching right. the game. You're just there to tell people what's going on, do a few important announcements, let them know where the concession stand is, right? And when somebody's called timeout and who got fouled, right? But things got a little bit spicy at the end of a high school basketball game, and here's the guy on the mic at Germantown High. I would like to take this opportunity to remind all fans, I should have done this a lot earlier, <laughs> this is a guy who's had it. Just tired of all the chirping. I get it. I tell you all the shut. I should have done this earlier. <laughs> Sounds like your old man. I should have taken care of this a long time ago. Now you're in trouble. Oh, boy. Shut up. This clip was posted on Twitter, reposted an article by J.R. Radcliffe. Maybe read it at the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel. It's coming from a weekend hoops tournament in Germantown at the high school. To a number of different teams. They've been playing all day. I'm guessing if you're PA guy, you've probably been through four games already. And this is the end of that last game. So let's tell you what was happening here and then talk a little bit more about what we heard and why we heard it. So Radcliffe writes, this was sort of an upset in the making. Cedarburg was up a point on state-ranked Brookfield Central. They're very good this year. And there's a hard foul as time expires. So you'll hear the whistle and then you'll hear what comes right after it. A lot of chatting at the refs. Now, one thing that was going on is the referees at this point are huddled together, three refs, and they have not yet made a call. A kid ended up on the floor. Time expired. So you have to think a call there is There was coming. a foul, yes. right? Yeah. But since, again, the game is in question and what they decide could very well have an outcome on the finish mm-hmm. of the game, mm-hmm. you have the three refs huddled together. Let's get this right. What are we doing? What kind of, you know... Could it be a flagrant foul? Who knows what exactly they were all discussing. But they wanted to make sure that they were set before they made their call. Well, the crowd began to get impatient that no call had been made, maybe assuming there wasn't going to be one. I don't know. Chirp, chirp, chirp. You've all been in the stands. Baseball, basketball, There's whatever. always that one guy or five guys. Sounds like more than one guy <laughs> this time, right? And so they're chirping at the refs. And again, PA guy has now had it at this point. I like that fan. Wow. I wasn't expecting that. It's like when you look at your brother after you got yelled at, and you're like, that's really mad. (laughs) 
So he even dull, he goes a little bit further in. After yeah. telling the crowd to shut up, he then says this. The WIA is always looking for officials, and since you do such a good job from the stands, <laughs> get on the floor, wear a striped shirt, and do it yourselves. Now I'm quiet, and then uh, we're clapping. I guess we're clapping for that, I guess. <laughs> wow. I'll tell I you quickly. It. I just, love the sarcasm too. Like everything about it was awesome. <laughs> I'll tell you quickly actually what happened in the game, just to clear that up. Uh, the officials did call foul on the play. In addition, they added a technical foul. I think there was a coach on the floor or something precipitated that. So you had Brookfield Central. They were down a point, no time left on the mm-hmm. clock. They get four total shots from the free throw line. They missed every one of them. Oh, <laughs> four. Geez. Cedarburg wins 77-76. Okay. <laughs> so, but that's not really what we're talking about. <laughs> and then he said it again. And then he said no. <laughs> Maybe. Then he kept screaming at him. And he called people out by name. <laughs> I see you, Jerry. <laughs> Shut up, Jerry. I, um, actually, oftentimes you may hear a... Folks, yeah, everyone here at whatever high school, we ask that you please, you know, watch the game and politely clap for your team, blah, blah, blah. You know, they'll, they'll go through that little little thing, or I've heard that before, like where they just kind of at read At the beginning quick. of every game, yeah. and I don't know if it's required, but it's been a few years since I've done PA. Please but remember that. Last time I did it for high school basketball, right, there was a thing that, that was standard that you read. The WIAA requests that you XYZ be respectful yeah. of the players, coaches, so, and fans. So clearly that doesn't work. What this guy did was great. It left a mark. I mean, he shouldn't have just read it again. I would like to remind the fans that well, the WIA does request. That would have been acceptable, too. Yeah. But I kind of dig it. I kind of I like that he went a little sharp there. Just, just shut up. I mean, clearly the guy's heard this before. Clearly, whether it was this game or a different game. And we've heard, I mean, people have been talking about how refs have been berated for a while now. This guy, had, you know, he, he's got their back. And there's no, there's no question that's only escalated. My dad was uh, athletic director at Tosi East when I was in high school for that time. So that would be late 80s, early 90s. I think he did it for 12, 15 years or so. Um, my stepmom after him. So, you know, I mean, one of the one of the toughest things they always had to do was schedule officials, and they wanted to make sure that they treated their officials well sure. and that officials wanted to come and officiate the games for your athletes. Otherwise, they just wouldn't do it, take a pass, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. right? So I, that was a thing, and so I, I've been around high school sports and those types of, of people who officiate for youth sports, and most of them are just the greatest people. They want, they love sports. They love the kids. They like to be around, and and they, that's why they're out there. And the stuff that they're taking right now on the sidelines, on the court, wherever, um, can be pretty yeah, brutal. Yeah, and you don't really realize it unless you're in that moment, being the one screamed at. That you don't really realize that. Words matter. You know, words can hurt a bit. I had a referee guy uh, texted in on the Old National Bank talking text line, which is 855-616-1620. Old National Bank, get old. He said, I'm a referee, and you'd be surprised how much you can hear. Like, people would be surprised. Everything. Like, yeah, we hear not just crowd noise. We hear the crap you say. (laughs) (laughs) Especially in a gym, for sure, right? I mean, it'd be different if it's a football field. Dan in Whitefish Bay wants to know if it was was Scotty. 
<laughs> it was not Scott Warris at Germantown. Yeah, Scott used to do some of that stuff. So he yeah, did. No. Scott did PA too. Uh, I think so. He's done PA. He's done the, some umping. Like, he's been around doing a lot of that. So I don't know where people want to go in terms of their reaction to this. I guess we could talk about what you're seeing in youth sports and what referees are being asked to endure. You can go ahead and pop off on whether you think the PA guy was out of line. Like, was he too strong? Well, so why not just do that every time? Why not just at the beginning say that exactly hey, that? I don't want to. I don't want to have what we had here last week. Just a reminder. <laughs> That's right. Shut up! Like, don't make me tell you like, again. Whoa! All right. <laughs> Do you want really like thousands of fans to be afraid of PA guy? <laughs> Why like, not? Oh yeah. Hey, uh, when you go to Germantown, yeah, you can't pop off because PA guy is going to get real well, mad. Well, it has gotten to a point where I don't. I honestly don't think a lot of parents realize they're doing it. Like they don't even realize that they are popping off. We've just all gone so insane that you know your kids out yeah. there and yeah. like, I mean, count the number of times go to go to a uh, go to a junior high or a freshman or sophomore or a JV game and count the number of times you hear someone yell travel. I mean, travel, travel, <laughs> travel, travel, travel. I call them travel, I guess. You know, they I mean, don't even call that in the NBA, though. <laughs> they certainly do go. not. 855-616-1620 is the old National Bank talk and text line. 855-616-1620. We'll hear from you next on Wisconsin's Morning News. Eight twenty-three on Wisconsin's morning news, talking about the PA guy at a high school basketball game who admonished the crowd. He was chirping at the refs. <laughs> All right, shut up, fans. That's just awesome. A lot of support for PA Guy on the Old yeah. National Bank. Talk and text line, it's 855-616-1620. Old National Bank, get old. Uh, I reffed once, says Ryan, in my life as an emergency fill-in. It was for co-ed basketball, elementary age. The parents almost ripped my head off. It was <laughs> brutal. Elementary school basketball. Now, I will say, the stakes are higher in high school hoops. It's not for nothing. And the folks who want to say that people shouldn't get excited about it or whatever, well, it's just a game. I mean, matters a lot to these young men and women. Some of them have scholarships on the line. A lot of that depends on how their team does. So let's let's not just dismiss it as trivial what happens in these games. I'm not by any means excusing things that refs here or whatever, but I don't like often, particularly when you're talking about high school athletes at a high level, teams that could go to state saying, well, it's just a game. Well, means a lot to them, and it's not for nothing. From the 414, real issue is the lack of a pipeline of younger refs, especially for, for sure. basketball. Kids don't aspire to become refs, so they play. They go on, play in high school, maybe after, but don't re-engage until much later. So many of the refs are 50, 60, or 70 years of age. Good experience in that group. However, we need younger refs and a pool of kids who want to be referees. Well, <laughs> the pool of kids don't want to. I mean, my kid was a soccer ref. He got yelled at by parents and stopped. Uh, yeah, it doesn't even matter if you're kid refs. He was 14 years old at the I, time. He says, I'm out. I'm done. My buddy Duffy and I umpired in college. It was like middle school baseball, you know, and we had knowledge and we, we you know, did the best we could with some limited training. But it was, you know, it's middle school baseball. And we took some. It got to the point where, and I hated to do this. I was telling you, if I was the infield ref... There's a steal, and somebody's trying to steal second. If the throw's there, you're out. I'm sorry. I'm not arguing with parents anymore about whether or not you made the tag. I could be right there. 
I'd look for the tag. Kid would miss the tag. Call him, say, oh, <laughs> people lose their minds, right? So I'm sorry. Uh, if the ball was there, you were out in seventh grade. Here's one from the 414. So I agree with the concept, but if you blow blatant calls, like my daughter who was dribbling the ball down the court and she got pushed out of bounds and the referee called the possession for the other team, she went out of bounds. So if you blow blatant calls like that, then I question whether or not you should even be a referee. <laughs> It's okay, like, well, so... Okay, but you better be a good ref. <laughs> Is that what they're saying? <laughs> I, uh, I'm not I, suggesting I there's it. not bad refereeing of sometimes, course, no, right? Of, of course, but then in that, what do you do with that? What do you do with that? Do you file it after, hey, by the way, you know, you doing the 10-year-old uh, basketball game here? Or, uh, you know, or do you, you know, what, yeah. what makes the most sense? Can you grade them? Sure. I mean, that's probably a better way to do it. But I can see why guys don't want to do it anymore. Or I'll, women, take from the fa- I'll take from the stands. Ah, come on! You know, I mean, you can yell stuff. If, it's just if you get on guys and you ride them and you can't be silenced and you're losing your mind. I mean, there's a different level to like everybody. Part of the pastime of watching sports, no matter what level, is to complain to some degree no, about the referee. <laughs> Even refs well, get but that. But we also are trained like when we're at like a pro game. I think that's where it comes from. We're used yeah, to doing true. that at a pro game, and then all of a sudden now we're doing it at middle school. Take that into the middle um, school gym. Right. So this is interesting. We might have to play it again, but here's one from the 920. I bet those refs thanked the PA guy after the game for what he had said, because it was something they wanted to say. But collectively, it appears better coming from the PA guy than from the refs themselves. I wondered about that, whether or not the refs appreciated him yelling or not. It's like, hey, guy, we got, you know, like, cool. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, thank you. Uh, here's like one from... compliment. Hey, they're not perfect, okay? <laughs> <laughs> hey, you're not helping me, right? <laughs> We're making the call. Uh, veteran official here, the lower level and age... Worse parents and coaches are unofficials, mostly because of the education of basketball is low on their side. That's something else, too, and you can hear it. We've all sat next to that guy in the stands who wants to complain about this. They're like, yeah, that's not actually the rule, dude, how that works. I've been there. I've been there for sure. Your pancake's nodding his head. What do you got on that? Great. Nothing in particular, but yeah, it's just funny to hear people outraged. like, oh, well, he took a step out, and they right. but the butt carried the no, that's, that's supposed to be our ball. It's, it's yeah. not actually. That's not how the rule is. Right? I, I, that's, I we call that Mister Shoot the Puck, who just yells at <laughs> Shoot, Shoot the Puck, Shoot the Puck, Shoot it. I heard a, a, a mom and dad complaining about something that was not accurate rule wise, and I, I almost engaged. I, I like actually was like going to say, actually, you know what? But then I was like, wait, what am I doing? <laughs> Let them just have that. I think I guess as a PA guy, would I have told the crowd to shut up? I, I would not have. I would have, I suppose, in that situation, and I probably wouldn't have volunteered it. I would have waited for some official or the athletic director or somebody, and maybe, maybe that's what happened here. Hey, can you tell these guys to back off? No, that's right. what he did. You're right. right. It could have happened that way. You don't right. know. But if you know an AD comes up to me or when I was in college doing PA, it would have been the sports information director kind of handles the table, or if one of the officials comes and says, hey, you tell these people to shut up or it's going to be a technical, I wouldn't have actually said shut up, but... Maybe oh, God, then when prompted, get your fans under control. Yeah, that would have offered been, that announcement. Oh, that would have been awesome, though. Like, or if these refs all started nodding, yeah, yeah. After yeah. after he yelled, "Shut up!" and they all started staring down the stands. Uh, yeah, looking at you, guy in the shirt. <laughs> I don't know if I advise that either. Right? <laughs> in the shirt. <laughs> Next thing you know, you got guys on the floor. That's no good either. Eight twenty nine on Wisconsin's morning news. Shut up. 
known maybe late in a high school football game when it's really cold and it's a boat race. It's 52 to 6, and, like, the laundry keeps flying. A lot of flags. <laughs> like, come on, man. <laughs> like, Let offsides the... on the... Why? Why was it? Just... <laughs> Can we, come on! Don't you want to go home Let too? Let the game in! <laughs> right. It's okay if it's funny. <laughs> Here's this is interesting from the 262. The PA guy who yelled shut up could have chosen better words. A bit violent in the delivery. See, I yeah, don't... See, it, it, it rubbed me mm. a little bit like, ooh, shut up. But it's okay for the fans and the parents to yell Why? crazy stuff. No, but what, Why you're joining them? The, yeah, but... Eye for an eye, I guess, at this point. What else are you going to do? <laughs> Come on. <laughs> the things that are said at those guys, those reps, yeah. and clearly it was bad enough where the PA guy lost it. I don't think he has a history of uh, screaming that when he's doing PA. Maybe he doesn't. I don't know. <laughs> maybe he's just, I'm telling you, maybe he's always that guy. Oh, yeah, you don't want to mouth off at Germantown. I, I, wouldn't that work? <laughs> don't you think that would work? If, if he know. said before the game, if he dropped the shut up or shut your mouths at the start of the game, <laughs> wouldn't that set the tone? Like, oh, okay, we should just cheer and not worry about these other things. What if he should pick pick a guy like right right off the bat and start calling people out. Hey, red shirt guy, <laughs> that'll be enough from you. Anybody else wants to pop off? You get your name talked hey, about. You in the hat. <laughs> shut up. <laughs> I just wanna scream. Read it. One Do more. It. Read it. <laughs> uh, one more text on this. From the 920. In 48 years of officiating, best line ever came from a seventh grader. Blow the whistle, Stevie Wonder. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't the, stop laughing. The kid told it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> seventh grader seventh dropped grade. that on him. Ah, blow whistle, Stevie Wonder. It would be hard to tee him up if you're giggling about it, too. <laughs> right. Somebody else mentioned, like, a creative chant from the fans. You know, I like, uh, they mentioned this one specifically. Uh, Carol in Kewaskum, when you're the visiting team and you're you're winning, or when you're, when you're the home team and you're winning, the chant to the visiting team, start the buses. <laughs> yeah. I'm all for... <laughs> First of all, nothing personal. Good-natured ribbing. Right, and nothing vicious and nothing profane. But if you can come up with some good creative chants that needle the opposition a little bit, all for it. If you accuse of a ref of being blind, does that count? <laughs> that one's old. Can you do that? Yeah, yeah blind, yes. Various other things, not so much. We had, I Actually, in the late 80s, early 90s, um, where I went, Tosa East, our fa- fan base was known to be... A little bit over the line. <laughs> I'll just leave it at that. All right. We may or may not have broken some bleachers at the field house when we won wow. state. Man, so we should may yell, or may not have. Maybe you should yell shut up to you guys. <laughs> Someone should have. <laughs> Actually, one parent did. I swear to you, this happened. It was like a sectional game. We were on our way to state, and I don't even want to tell you the obnoxious cheer that we did before that that precipitated this parents. I can't remember if it was at South. Somebody's field house, Waukesha South, maybe they have sort of an upper section, might have been one of the other Waukeshaws, but it was sort of like we were separated from the parents and all the student section is up there doing our dumb, obnoxious cheers, which now as a parent, if my kid were up there, I'd have been like, hey, yeah, yeah, guy, yeah, that's see, over the line. See? 
but some parent from the opposite from the opposing team turned around to the entire Wauwatosa East student section and said, "You're all a bunch of holes." Wow. <laughs> to which the student section chanted, "We're not." Yeah, of course, <laughs> of course. See, that made We're it even not. worse. And then the PA guy. <laughs> Someone should have. <laughs> Hey, uh, your guy made the news yesterday. Doug LaFollette. Doug LaFossil, back mm-hmm. in the news. Yeah. In the, this is the, I, honestly, this is the only time I can met, remember seeing him outside of when he runs for re-election for the 317th time. So there is now a plaque that's Who let been him on, out? <laughs> fighting Bob LaFollette, of course, the former governor way back around the turn of the century, 1900s, right? Senator, yeah, he's senator a lot of things. Well, yep. Uh, left a big mark, Fighting Bob. Yeah, in Wisconsin and across the country, and in, in the way he uh, he led as a public servant, um, he has a bust at the state capitol. And Doug LaFollette, who is related to him, he's a distant relative of Fighting Bob. Which the way he carries himself, and probably one of the reasons he repeatedly gets reelected, is because his last name's LaFollette, and people <laughs> somewhere in grade school learned about old Fighting Bob, and they're like, well, I guess so. Right. So he said uh, a couple of years ago, he realized that he wanted there to be a plaque there to like give a little bit more detail. Let us know about Bob LaFollette instead of it just being this bust. And I guess it took a while. And it was a long process. Two years it took (laughs) to achieve this. Because we had to do it with a committee. <laughs> it's a committee involved. Actually, during the ceremony yesterday, LaFollette went into great detail about how he had to go back and forth with this committee, which ultimately ended with him offering to pay some money to help put this plaque up for fighting Bob LaFollette, which is just silly to me. But I'm with the state secretary on this one. We needle him and poke at him and, you know, in good fun. But I, I, I'm absolutely with him. Why do we need a committee? To put up a plaque on a bust that already exists. That's so Wisconsin, isn't it? <laughs> and they went. Well, let's back form a forth. blue ribbon commission. They went back and forth on like wording and like what it should say and what it should look like. And he had to compromise. They had to compromise over a plaque. That's what it and it and it took two years. Two, two years. Two years to get figured out. Put that in the queue with fix the damn roads. We're gonna need that. Ah shoot. Um, okay. Years. So then there's this. Have you ever been? Have you ever? been in an awkward spot where it's very quiet, whether it's a meeting or maybe on a stage somewhere or maybe even on the air at the TV station when your phone went off. Uh, that's happened. Yeah. Yeah. Church, a lot of people with the phone in church, oh, yeah. terrible, bad. Well, it, it happened to the, <laughs> the state secretary. So we're still on the same story? <laughs> yes. Uh, so the raging grannies were singing as part of this ceremony. Hold up. I'm going to need a little bit more information on the Raging Grannies. A singing group that were singing on behalf of Fighting Bob. So they, they came and sang. Well, this and is actually one of these, donated to the plaque, too, according to LaFollette. This is one of these permanent groups that just hangs out in the Capitol Rotunda singing protest songs no, You said that. I didn't the time. say that. You said that. Yeah, but they were there. there. The Raging Grannies were singing. And someone's phone went off. LaFollette's. <laughs> Give it a second here. There it is. Unknown caller. <laughs> Unknown caller. <laughs> it's still going. He's trying to get away from Wisconsin State Secretary <laughs> Doug LaFollette at his own news conference. <laughs> <laughs> you can hear it there in the background. Did he take it on speaker? <laughs> is, he, is he doing the hold the phone ver- uh, horizontal? 
Talking into talking. Oh, man. I'm going to have to call you back. And it was a spam call, too, which is the worst part. It wasn't, you know, I guess that's better than if it was someone you knew. Hey, no, the, the ceremony's right now. I already have a warranty for my car. I guess oh, I better sign boy. up then. <laughs> Two years. So I, I, what I wish would have happened, which would have made this even better, would have been some awesome ringtone. You know what I mean? <laughs> I just, there, yeah, like this. <laughs> Great. I'm gonna have to take this. It's my grandson. I wanna know who was on the other end. Two years. One more time. Rotund body. Eight forty nine, Wisconsin's morning news. Just looking at the storm team forecast. If you can get through today, as far as cold snaps go, a couple days not too bad. We'll warm back up tomorrow. High of twenty eight degrees. Twenty nine on Thursday. Gets cold again on Friday, but just for a day, back up to freezing on Saturday. Saturday actually looks pretty good if you want to get out and enjoy the winter. We finally got some snow around here. I've told you many times, I'm not a winter sports guy. It's not my bag, but. If I can't golf, y'all might as well be able to have some fun with yeah. it. Yeah, you, you respect our interest. I, I may not be out there with you, but I love the folks who want to cross-country ski or snowshoe, snowmobile, downhill ski, tube, whatever you want to do. I'm going skiing this weekend. Are you? In Wausau. Oh, up to Rib Mountain, eh? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's the best skiing in the state, right? As good as it gets? Uh, pretty darn close. Highest peak, right? A lot of people like Cascade. I think it's called Cascade. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, like Wisconsin Dells area for that one? Yeah, I believe that's right. Uh, Yeah, we didn't ski when we were kids. Did a lot of sledding when we were kids. I I just feel like like we we were always sledding. We probably weren't. But that's one of those things where you remember, like you're just always on the hill, right? It's one of the highlights of your your memory, of course. Highlighted being a kid was doing that stuff. We went to, I don't even think you can sled there anymore. At Hanson Park, they called it Killer Hill. Which great. There's a killer hill right. in the falls too, apparently. Yeah, right. Yeah. Of course there is. Every community has a killer yeah, hill, yeah. right? But we mostly uh, we mostly were on the Honey Creek Parkway. It was Dewey Hill. It's kind of okay. near Wilson, kind of where I went to school at Wilson yep. Elementary. And that was probably where we frequented most. Usually got the parents to drive you out there. Sometimes they'd sit and wait in the car, like when we were old enough to go ourselves. But then I had to haul my brother around. He's four years younger than me. So, you know, if I'm... That's considerable size difference. Yeah, right. Four so years. if I'm like nine ten, that means he's you know, five six. Yeah, that's little. And I got to, you know, worry about him. He got taken out when you were at Dewey, walking back up the hill, and I'm holding his hand, being a good big brother, dragging the sled and whatever else. Come on, let's go. Yeah, come on. Let's go. And I must have had the sled in the right hand by the... By the string, you know, dragging that up or a tube or something. And I got him. I'm holding his hand, left hand. And all of a sudden, this toboggan came down. It's gone. Gone. Your brother is gone. Down the hill. He is gone. (laughs) (laughs) Just took him with. Fully loaded toboggan up Dewey Hill. And he's down. (laughs) And now I'm thinking first, like. Damn, now we're done sledding because this kid's hurt. Now I got to take him back to the mm-hmm. car. Of course. <laughs> but he then stuck it out. In trouble? No. Old Nick Vitrano, he stuck it out. He was good. Good for you, man. That's Shook great. it off. 
The only real winter injury I remember is freshman year in college playing tackle football. Oh, which is a good idea. And, in college. Yeah. And running, caught the ball, dipped my head down, thinking out of the corner of my eye it was a person I was going to run into. It was a tree. Which <laughs> 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 put me to the Oof. ground and ended up having to get a concussion check for that one, but yeah. survived it. What, what, they well, you should your... see the tree, though. <laughs> <laughs> and what was that concussion check, too? Like, how many fingers? Three? Well, All right, actually, yep, you're good. Yeah, I actually went I, I went to the hospital just to make sure because I was like, I, you know, freaked out. You're not... No more mom and dad around anymore. I got to yeah, figure right. out this. Got to make sure I'm okay. So, really good idea, right? When you're in college, we did that too. One one time, guy broke his wrist, like first play. He's in a cast. <laughs> Great. Why were we doing this? Right. Yeah, Sledding dude. all day, every day, and making the forts. Now you got kids. That was a big thing for for my kids. Dad, yeah, can you make a fort? I made some pretty sweet forts. I bet you, know, you, did. you get that big big snowbank right at the end of the driveway, right where the plow came through. And dig through there. I saw a fort when I was at Tosi East. My dad took me out there because he knew all the custodians because he was coach and athletic director. I remember going to a basketball game one night. It was uh, like a Tuesday night game. You know, Dan, you want to go to the game? Sure. I was a little kid at the time. And after the game, he goes, hey, we're going to go check out this fort. The custodians had found this fort that kids had built in the giant snowbanks of the parking lot. Multiple rooms had like spots. <laughs> Clearly, they had candles set up in there. God knows what else they were doing in there. But man, this thing—I could, as a little kid, I could stand up full wow. inside it. And they showed it to because they were going to have to knock it down because it just wasn't safe. Right. But that was sweet. Oh my gosh, I'd have dreams about that. Go explore in there, right, go check around. it out, like cave diving in there. Absolutely. Good times. Eight fifty-four on Wisconsin's morning news. Fifty-seven on this Tuesday morning. Got her all warmed up for you here, Steve. I'm ready. Yeah, I'm ready. Did you, did you guys do anything on this uh, this Cedarburg guy that was yelling at the fans? Yeah. I love that story. That is so overdue. PA guy told him shut yeah, up. Yeah, See, shut up. That's what I said. Vince said he was a little, uh, just a little abrasive much, for my taste. Much. Just a little bit. Parents are out of control, don't you think? No, no question there. No question there. I, I mean, just, you're one of those parents because you have high school kids. Yeah, if I'm on uh, if I'm on PA, I'm I'm. Maybe a little bit more delicate about it, but maybe that wouldn't do it. Yeah, so, I was going to say, delicate doesn't happen right. It doesn't. I'd like to remind the fans that the WIA requires people. Yeah, <laughs> whatever, that wouldn't have done whatever guy. Right. Did, they, did they ever bring you in to do some of that stuff as, as a uh, parent volunteer? I used to. I mean, like if, if there is a need for that guy, I would be that guy, you know, because that's my lane. But no, I'm, I'm much... I'm, I'm clipboard guy. I'm whatever. Clipboard guy got a lot of run, by the way, Eric. We had an event at the high school this weekend, and everybody was asking about clipboard uh, guy. I, saw, I saw the post. Yeah, yeah, yeah nice. That, you get a lot I, love, of run. I love when That's parents great. do that because you're being a real parent. <laughs> yeah, you're showing up because a lot of parents don't. When you have those fun, I mean, you remember this? When you have those fundraisers and stuff. It's all hands on deck, man. Yeah, it's crazy. I, I just, I like, I like the energy from the guys. We're going to play some of that. I want to hear from people that just say, okay. Do you like that? Do you, do you not like it? Did he go too far? Parents are very sensitive nowadays. I think we they should this. start every game with it. Just be a great, <laughs> why not? Everyone. Set the tone early. Why I, not? I love it. So we're talking about that. Uh, Megyn Kelly all bent out of shape over uh, Dr. Jill Biden. You see this clip? I haven't heard she's Megyn Kelly's name the, in I don't know how long. Yeah, either, well, not right? really relevant much anymore. But uh, apparently she's mad because people call the first lady Dr. Jill Biden. I don't get it, but... We'll, we'll discuss okay. that. We'll play some of that for you. That's all coming up. Steve Scafidi is next on WTMJ.